You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with Ben King to talk about the Texas A&M game that is coming up this Saturday. Ben, how are you doing? AJ, I'm great, man. Uh, I feel like we won the bye week by watching Texas A&M eat it against Mississippi Mm -hmm. State. They got beat worse than we did. Yeah. And uh, after that, I went and I had Waffle House. So uh, it was was a good time. (laughs) It's a win all around when you have some Waffle House and Auburn didn't lose. We didn't win either but in a way we did because we definitely needed it after eight games playing straight football that we got this week off uh, where the guys can recoup because goodness knows we needed it after getting banged up over the past eight games uh, we're gonna come back strong and uh, finish out this this season uh, with Texas A&M, UGA, Liberty, and Bama. Uh, ben what are you thinking about this Texas A&M game now we're coming into this uh Mississippi State laid the wood down at on A and M. How are you feeling about this? Because A and M right now, at least AP poll is at twenty five. Uh, how are you feeling about this game? We have the same record. Uh, the only difference is the SEC wins and losses. That's because all of our losses have been in conference. Because of that, you know, if if you had asked me about this a week ago, I would have been a little bit. A little bit more timid, a little more scared, but I feel like we've got this game. All we need to do is watch the tape from Mississippi State and just air raid this bad boy. Yeah. And that's something that we we haven't done enough of this season, but we actually showed a little bit of uh, ability to change our coaching method within the Ole Miss game. We come out with that type of play, we open up the run, then we run it. I think that'll be great. Yeah, um, and I think it was pretty evident that the passing game, even with somebody like Nick Fitzgerald, who the game previous to this Texas A&M versus Mississippi State game had four interceptions, even he, and there were some not-so-great passes, but... Their just secondary is terrible. Their secondary did not look good, um, and I think we can exploit that. I mean, Stidham's arm is a lot better than Nick Fitzgerald's, um, we can do some really good damage uh, throwing down the field against them. I mean, almost do the LSU approach of just keep going deep, keep going deep, keep going deep. Something's going to happen. Um, I mean, I would love the up in the middle, um, shorter passes, and I'm sure we're going to do those. But I think the long passes is where it's at uh, with beating the Texas A&M team. Honestly, I, I don't love airing it out all the time, but after watching kind of the highlights of that game, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. Airing it out will be okay in this one. Yeah. Um, and if you look at Mississippi State's rushing, they did some, but it was mostly Nick Fitzgerald, which, I mean, that's been the whole season for them. Yeah, we should have Booby back. Oh, yeah. And uh, it seems like Booby should be back. Um, I mean, unless the he, I don't know, tore something else that we don't know about, he will be back. And he's he's going to be back. I mean, he's got the desire. He's a freshman. Uh, he'll be back. Um, Auburn kicks off at 11 a.m. in Jordan-Hare. It's 11 o'clock. It's a morning game. Not so great. I wish it was the 3 o'clock game. 
like most Auburn fans, but hey, we get this game done with, um, get a win, and hey, maybe even make it into the rankings after this week. Um, who knows? Good. Um, College football playoff will tell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even know. I doubt they, they rank us. And by the time this podcast comes out, you'll probably know whether or not we're in the rankings. Uh, but I kind of doubt we're going to be in the rankings. Oh, I wouldn't put us in the rankings right now. We yeah. haven't proven anything. Yeah. I think if we beat Texas A&M, this will be like a a potential proving game mm-hmm. before we go up and face Georgia, who, if Florida hadn't just sucked it up, it could have been a much more interesting game. Yeah, so true. Florida, Florida beat LSU, and LSU beat Georgia, and then Georgia beat Florida. All those teams are beatable. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to see what Auburn team comes out. Yeah, yeah. And Texas A&M like will the... tell us, man. Yeah, if they come out like the Ole Miss team and they're able to run the ball with a lot of desire and the defense played like they did against Ole Miss. I mean, they've played it like they played pretty well the whole season. Don't get me wrong, but how they played against Ole Miss, I thought it was just unstoppable. Oh yeah, it was their best performance of the year by far. Yeah, and that's what happens when you know the offense answers the call. So true. Is the defense doesn't feel like they're the only part of the team playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the offense kind of all right. Hey, defense, we're here for you, finally, uh, yep. in consecutive drives, and that that may be a key point against this Texas A&M team. Uh, we need we need to put some more drives together, uh, multiple drives together with touchdowns. Uh, Auburn comes in this game a five point five point favorite over Texas A&M. I'm still kind of shocked we're favorites, but I mean it is in Jordan Hare. And we seem to play pretty good at home. It hasn't been always the case this season. But overall, at home, we've got the home crowd. Um, it does feel a lot better than us. Say, for example, if we were going to Texas A&M, I'm pretty sure Texas A&M would probably have the, uh, the favorite for this game. Yeah, probably uh, home field advantage is the difference there. But this is a weird rivalry where the home team is always the one that loses. So we're mm-hmm. going to have to break the streak in this one. It's, I mean, so something has got to give. I mean, either Gus, who is seven and zero after a bye week, or this road game, or whoever the road team is, is six and zero. That's just a weird thing between us and Texas A&M right now. I mean, something's gonna give, and I'm really hoping. And I think, I mean, it, I've said this before. I think it's time to break this streak. But I agree. This this year seems like it. Um, what do you think our our motivation is this season? Because we're obviously not going to the SEC championship. We're not going to the playoffs. What do you think this team's passion needs to be heading into each of the next four games? I I think it's really not even necessarily playing for the team as much as it's playing to be the spoiler. Like I think that is enough motivation just right there, knowing that you can take down a team and – Put them in the same position you are at this point. Yeah. Spo- spoiler's a fun thing to play. It is. And Auburn loves playing underdog, and we're going to be underdogs against UGA and Bama. Yep. I mean, if we take out UGA, I mean, they're they're probably the most likely uh, between Bama and UGA for us to take out. Um, well, like, here's the thing. If, if Mississippi State hadn't opened up a can this past weekend, then uh, Texas A&M would be favored probably by two touchdowns in this game. Very possible. So I think that all that had to do with the uh, 
the way Vegas ranks this thing. So we just need to look at it that way. You know, yeah. Look at it prior and uh, not even not even look at the spread either. Because who cares? I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, and we've been – it's still crazy to me. We still have yet to be, according to the spread – or not the spread, um, who's favored in the game. Auburn's been favored every single one of these games. Yeah. I mean, again, showing that if you look at, at us down on paper, we should have won – all eight of our games so far um, didn't come out and play in three of the games that we've lost. Uh, and that definitely has been a, a bone of contention of Auburn fans this season that we're not playing up to our potential. Some of that falls on the coaches. Some of that falls on execution. Uh, some of that falls on uh, play calling. It, it it definitely goes at, in pretty much every single facet of the game. A lot of times there's just lots of issues and, we can't seem to fix what we know is the issue, um, which seems to be a lot of coming back down to the offensive line. If we had the offensive line going uh, game one, I don't think we would have, I mean, we might have one loss, but we would definitely be heading into the sex and A&M game feeling very good. Um, yep. It's we just, need to make a shift on the offensive strategy though. Yeah. When you don't have a line, you can make up for it in other ways. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just tough. Like we we want to establish a run game because that's what Auburn typically has done. Um, and against the Texas A and M team, it's going to be tough. Um, right now, they're allowing just a little over eighty yards um, per game rushing, and Auburn definitely needs to get our running game going to get our pass game going. Um, Auburn's rush defense isn't as bad. I mean, we're number twenty seven in the nation against uh, with rush defense. I mean. Auburn does have the favorite, even with ESPN, a 61% favorite. I I mean, it, it's going to be – I mean, I, I want to see Auburn come out. If they come out and play really well, that 61% is very accurate. I'm just scared of that 39% chance that <laughs> that team comes out. Um, well, I think we've turned a leaf after Ole Miss. It took us way too late in the season to do it. Yeah. It normally but, takes what four weeks, five weeks yeah, tops. Usually and does. It took us eight weeks, and I still don't feel like we have a full offensive identity. But you know what? I agree with that. We we have seventy, eighty percent of it, um, and we know what we're gonna do. Um, and that's a lot of freshmen playing with the ball. Like they'll they'll get the ball, give it, give them touches, um, and that that'll get us going. Um, us against Jimbo Fisher though. Um, mm. I mean, the last time we played him was 2013. Uh, not so well. I guess it was after the at the end of the 2013 season, technically 2014, and the national championship game in the Rose Bowl. And we all know how that ended. Um, spanked him until the last 13 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and scored then, too quick. Yeah. Uh, but Jimbo, at least as an, uh, as an assistant coach against Auburn. In Jordan Hare is 0 and 4. So maybe that, I don't know, maybe he just doesn't know how to coach against. I mean, he's an assistant coach, but still. Like, <laughs> I, he is a coach and he's playing against Auburn in, at, 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 in Auburn. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, but it does give me a lot more hope because, I mean, Jimbo Fisher being a very physical type of guy when it comes to coaching, he knows how to get these guys ready to play. Um, and that's what I feared early on in the season that he would have these guys ready to go, even though he's a first year coach. 
um, at Texas A&M. He's going to be knowing what to do with these guys. And Texas A&M needed, uh, for lack of a better term, a spank in the butt. All right, you need to be more physical. Get out there and play harder. Um, and that, that definitely needed to happen. Uh, what do you think our offensive game plan against A&M is going to be uh, now that you've seen some chinks in the armor of Texas A&M? What do I think it's going to be or what do I think it should be? Uh, it's going to be. Well, I think we're going to, for whatever reason, try to run. And it's not going to work initially until we start airing it out some. What I think it should be is we start coming out and on first down, throw the pass and cut them up, make the defense play more more zone or man it up and play deeper to open up the run. Because I don't think we're necessarily going to run that well against a team that's very good against the run right off the bat. But if we open it up with our array of talented wide receivers, we could we could literally put out all wide receivers, not even have a running back, mm-hmm. and just knife them all the way down the field. Yeah, and you saw that even with Ole Miss. We tried a lot of four and five wide receiver out. I mean, that seemed to work pretty good. Um, and from all indications, that would be my plan of action going against Texas, a- Texas A&M. Um, what do you think of when when we come to this spoiler alert kind of thing? Do you think they, they're just like, all right, we got this is probably, if we're going to get really a, a good shot at winning, seven eight wins this season we got to beat texas a and oh yeah absolutely well we're not even bowl eligible yet so bowl eligibility is on the line type deal i know we're going to yeah. beat liberty so that's fine but we can play for that in this game and depending on you know how many games we end up winning to finish out the season depends on where we go for a bowl so uh if we want to leave the state not playing the birmingham bowl this year then <laughs> or the Belt texas bowl. a&m is uh true Texas A&M is a uh, a good start on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's a very beatable team. Um, very much so. We gotta agree. We have to do a lot of what they did against uh, Mississippi State, um, or Mississippi State did, did against Texas A&M, um, which was a lot of passing. But when when it came to um, using the quarterback to run, do you think we're gonna use that? I know that no. Mississippi State's has been that but you don't think so at all? Nope. Not even throwing Malik Willis in there. Mm, like, I nope. know we did that last game, but do you think we'd even throw That was a dumb there? play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's well, the thing. Well, he's in there for like a couple, couple plays, but still, like, why? Uh, so one thing that we've done very well this season, and I think that Jarrett has gotten pretty good at, is like those QB draw where he could potentially, uh, I'm going to have to tell Kyle to, to edit this, what is the what's the play where he either hands it off and doesn't? Uh, RPO. Yeah. Run pass option. Is there a, is there a special name for that? No. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm gonna well, start over again. <laughs> all right. Uh, eighteen. Yep. Eighteen minutes. Okay. So one thing that Stidham has really done well this year is the RPO, where he can either hand it off or actually he's gonna run. He's probably not going to, or then pass. That's one thing that when we run the read pass option with Malik Willis, you know someone's going to be running it, so you just play the run. It's going to be one of the two. Because we don't have that ability to pass with Malik Willis, and I would not run Jarrett, but at least he can a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
I still think he's more of a threat in that position than putting Malik in there. Sorry, Malik Willis. <laughs> uh, and if I was Malik, I, I mean, he knows he's he's Stidham is our guy, and I think as much as Auburn fans don't want to see Stidham out there sometimes because he does make some dumb plays, he is much better and is going to make 10 times less plays that are bad than if you put Malik Willis in there. Yep. I mean, Malik Willis, what has he done for us this this season? Safety and no yards for Safety, turnover, <laughs> a bunch of uh, negative yard runs. Yeah, and he's still a young developing guy. Um, okay, question. So now that we have four games left, we've yet to play Joey Gatewood. We can pretty much play Joey the rest of the season at least some capacity because, okay, if Stidham goes pro and it's kind of seeing like he might go pro, but let's say he hypothetically does go pro. Yeah. Who's going to be our quarterback next season? Would we play Joey Gatewood or is there another guy that you have in mind? I mean, I don't know, man. (laughs) Cord Sandberg is probably the more talented player, but not necessarily in football. Yeah. Uh, Joey Gatewood's definitely he'll fit our our style more, mm-hmm. but and uh, his size and ability on paper look awesome. But you and I were at that A Day game, and that was a mm-hmm. bad performance, very bad. So I've got a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. And the thing that sucks is like both him and Malik Willis were bad in A Day, mm-hmm. and we've seen Malik Willis out on the field this year. And he's not been good. Yeah. So that I know A Day is just like a scrimmage, but when you when you can't do anything in a scrimmage game, I just I don't know. I I know he's had a lot of time, you know, eight weeks at this point to uh to improve. So maybe it'll be Gatewood. I think he on paper it would be Gatewood, but I don't know if he's got it in him yet. Would you put I, him I, I, in I just have to see it. Yeah. Would you I put him in even for because it, it at this point we do the wildcat, it's pretty predictable. Like we, but it's usually somebody like Whitlow back there, and Whitlow, even though he played some quarterback during his high school career, I mean he hasn't passed the ball yet. And maybe later down the road we do pass the ball with Whitlow, but at least with Gatewood you can't stack the box. Having, I mean with Whitlow pretty much you snap the ball. And then all left eleven defensive players are coming at you hard. Yep, because they're ninety five percent sure. Well, that he's just going to run up the middle. And that's a good point. And you want to get an easy touchdown? Throw out of the wildcat because no one has seen that happen at all. At least this season for us. Yep. Because uh, we are so predictable when we come out in that stupid formation. Yeah, yeah, and that I mean it. It seems to work pretty good. I mean, we scored touchdowns out of it. It's it's got it's got to change it up. I mean, we've got to change up. I mean, think about what was it? I think it was carry on, correct? The jump pass to yeah. uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Nate Craig Myers last season? I think it was. Um, I mean, it was like that kind of play. You, it looks like an obvious carry on is going to take it right out the middle, and the the DB doesn't even like go with his guy because he's already running towards carry on to try to tackle him. <laughs> And carry on's like, ha, gotcha. I'm gonna pass it to your to your guy, um, Nate Craig Myers. So Exactly. We need to do that, and I think Joey Gatewood could be 
that remedy. I mean, he's a big guy. We're not going to burn a red shirt with him now at this point. Maybe put him out there. Uh, I think it would be kind of fun to see him out there. Um, just see what he does. Uh, maybe not necessarily put him out there in passing plays because it doesn't seem like his passing is there yet. But in maybe some put him out there on the field as in that wildcat. Let him run a few times. Get him. Yeah. Let let him get hit a few times. Get him back in the the game of football. It's been half a year since we saw him throw a pass. Mm-hmm. So the the thing is, is that whenever we have anyone besides Jarrett out on the field in the quarterback position, no one ever passes. Yeah. I think we need to change that. Yeah. Change that tendency and teams will play off you a little bit more. And then we can do some more special wildcat stuff that we're used to. Yep. Um, all right. Let's go into our offensive and defensive and special teams players to watch. We've got on offense, lots of issues still, but some of them seem to be remedied. Uh, after a pretty good offensive performance, especially in the th- third quarter of the Ole Miss game. Who are you going to be watching for offense? Uh, I'm kind of tied between, but for this one specifically, because of the team we're playing, I'm going to have to say I want to see Jarrett perform very quickly with quick passes mm. to the wide receivers. Because I just think the air ball, like regardless of where we throw it, just airing it out mm-hmm. is going to be our answer in this game. Yeah. It's going to open up the offense and that starts with Jarrett Stidham not holding onto the ball for 12 minutes and taking a three-step drop and letting it release, stepping into the pass, not running around. Yeah. He doesn't have any more time than that because defensive or offensive line is, uh, is terrible and the defense is going to be coming after him. They are. And they're going to be a lot better than what we saw against Texas A&M. And I really hope against not Texas A&M, Ole Miss, sorry. Yep. In the uh in the bye week, I hope we practice more of his quick release. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um yeah, I think that's gonna be crucial to watch him because he's gonna be the guy that needs to make those long passes that we've been talking about against Texas A and M's DBs. Uh the guy I'm gonna be looking at because we need to get him going is Whitlow. And Whitlow is what you saw last week with 170 yards, definitely his best game of the season. That we need to watch and keep him. I mean, okay, what the heck? Like we still keep griping about him dropping the ball on the goal line and <laughs> that needs to stop. Um, so keep an eye out on when he gets close to the, to the goal line. I want to see if he's got two hands on the ball because I really want him to see. I mean, if even nobody's around him, two hands on the ball, no matter what going into the goal line, not for sure. So he has 626 yards thus far this season. Mm-hmm. We need him to get about 90-something of each of the next games in order to break that 1,000 mark. Yeah. Do they break the 1,000 mark going into the bowl game? Or... They can include the bowl game. Okay. Yeah. So my guess is, I mean, especially against Bama's – well, Bama's defense hasn't been as incredible as what you'd imagine – Yep. Um, a Bama defense, but hey, they don't have to be. Um, but anyway, so the teams are, we've, we're playing ahead, I mean, it may take until the bowl game for him to get to that 1,000-yard mark. But as long as he's healthy, I think we're we're yet again going to have another 1,000-yard back uh, this season. He's got to do it. Rest on you, Booby. Yeah. Uh, for defense, who are you going to keep your eye out on? Uh, You know what? I'm going to go... With Marlon Davidson. 
Because mm. I feel like there's going to be some field goals in this one, and I feel like he's going to get another block. <laughs> Fourth game in a row. And the players rely on him for those blocks. Yep. Uh, and he's got the mojo and the skinniness uh, to get through <laughs> the the line. Um, and that's kind of funny saying because he's, what, almost 300 he's pounds? Huge. <laughs> he's yeah. a big boy. But he can turn sideways in a heartbeat and just dive yeah, through. I know, and get his hand on the ball. Um, yeah, we we could definitely use that. Um, but also, I mean, he's going to wreak havoc in the backfield um, in the run game um, and hopefully get into Kelamon's head. Um, we're we're going to need to get in his head some um, to win this game. Agreed. Uh, I'm going to be watching Daniel Thomas because – we know there's going to be some passing in this game. Um, Daniel Thomas is kind of he's he's had some good plays um, this season, but I want to see if he uh, performs well um, in this game for special teams. Who are you going to be watching? Uh, I'm going to watch Iggy. I want a special teams touchdown in this game, and I think he's the answer for that. Uh, special teams to be able to deliver a score would very much help us. Mm-hmm. I think the offense will be able to perform but I'm not going to want to put all of it on them. Yeah. I think Iggy comes through in this one, runs it back for a TD. Yeah. And Iggy, I mean, he's, he's shown very good glimpses of what we can, what he can do. Um, and I think this may be another game where he uh, breaks out. Uh, the guy I'm going to be watching is Mr. Anders Carlson. Um, because goodness knows that guy's confidence is not so great right now. Um, he just, we need to give him confident kicks and something that he'll be able to for sure make um, something under 40, 45 yards is very ideal. Anything past that, unless it's a game winning kick, I really don't want to see him out there kicking the ball. Um, Agreed. We have a pro. I mean, we have a better chance of getting a first down than putting Anders out there just to score three points. Uh, so want to keep an eye on him, uh, make sure his confidence is still there. Um, and give him some easy kicks. Gus, do it. We, yeah, no more 50-plus. Knows... Like, the 40s and the 50s are not going to help him at all. Not at all. Uh, let's get on into some predictions for this game. Uh, preseason, Ben, you had us win by 7 points, and I also had us winning uh, by 10 points. I think this was the first game where I actually thought that we would win by more points than you. So, <laughs> you were a little pessimistic about this game. I just are know you still... that... Are you still about that pessimistic? Well, I I wouldn't necessarily call it pessimistic at this point. It has also been a long time since uh, preseason <laughs> yeah. predictions. Yeah. I will still say, though, I think we could win by a touchdown in this game. And reason being is not necessarily, and I guess the reason also that I thought it was going to be so close, is uh, th- they have the ability to score. Our secondary is not the best. And... I don't know if we're necessarily going to utilize our wide receivers as best as we should. If we can open up some more passes, I think we can Mm -hmm. win by more than a touchdown. I definitely think we come out and win this game, especially because of the chinks in the armor that we were able to see the week prior from Mississippi State. We don't have necessarily the same type of offense the Mississippi State runs. I think we have a better one. That didn't show in that game, but that's okay. Yeah. We utilize wide receivers. We tear them up in the secondary our seven front line defensive guys 
get all after Kevin Mond, and then we just dominate on the the defensive line and dominate in the secondary on offense. Yeah, and I, I so you still sticking with that seven? Is that still seeming gonna, about right for you? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I guess pessimism may still be there, but I'm saying uh, we won by a touchdown. Yeah, and even with this season, I mean, seven points, winning by seven points against a number 25, at least right now in the AP poll, Texas A&M team, when Auburn's unranked, I, I think that's a little optimistic. Um, I don't know well, too many you, fans. Um, I mean, preseason, that seemed pessimistic, but just because of the way the season's gone, we've lost against teams we obviously should have won against, like Mississippi State and Tennessee. Those are two just like, Oh my gosh! Like LSU's loss is not looking bad at all at this point in the season. Nope. Um, Even though I would have been, we never should have lost that game either. We shouldn't have, and that's the part that sucks. Um, But that's the way the season's unfolded, and uh, I'm glad we're we're here. Um, We have five wins already. We're pretty much going to the bowl game, but it sure as heck would be nice to get a win against Texas A&M. Preseason, I had us winning by 10 points, and uh, I don't know if we're going to win by 10. I think I'm going to bring it down to, like, six points because I I don't know if we'll, we'll get that much ahead of Texas A&M. Um, but maybe if this offense shows up and uh, we are able to stop their, their – they're just very physical wide receivers at Texas A&M, uh, maybe we can do it. Uh, ben, any other final thoughts before we go? Uh, I'm just excited to see Auburn football back again. I feel like this uh, this bye week gave us a little bit of time to be refreshed. I know a lot of fans are not too happy that we're favored again, which I'm okay with. I think we are the better team on paper, and hopefully we will be the better team on the field as well because of this rest and kind of a uh, a new look on the way to run the team based on kind of our performance in Ole Miss, even though Ole Miss is probably the worst team in the, the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I still feel like this team itself, and even the fan base, feels like we're underdogs. Even though I know we're favored by Las Vegas, and that's how they need to feel. They need to feel yeah. that way every single game because we can't play down to our competition anymore. Mm-hmm. That's our biggest problem as a team under Always. Gus Malzahn. Always playing down to our competition. No yeah. more. That stops. Yeah. No more. Yeah. Um, Ben, before you go, do you want to give them the social media so we can uh, so they can stay in contact with you? Yeah, you can uh, find me anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G. And uh, you can find me under C-A-P-T underscore Plainsman, Captain Plainsman on Twitter. If uh, you want to follow me during a game, usually I'm on there and have a little bit of witty things to say. Or at least I think they are, so it makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and he tweets his food. I mean, Waffle House. Because Waffle House, come on. Wah- Wahoo's for winners, man. Wahoo's for winners. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter as well at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?